The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to soon to be recognized as YouTube's number one podcast that you can get daily and it's about pro wrestling and it features two middle-aged white guy middle-aged white guys uh right here at youtube.com forward slash steven larson and this of course is the sunday mat chat edition where we do uh less work because we just uh let our patrons uh yeah ask we, us don't, we don't think of what to talk about we let them give us what to talk about what we just, talk about we just to talk about it exactly then we just do it we just talk uh, of course if you want to participate in Matt chat and send your video question our way you can do so at the patreon patreon.com forward slash steven larson we have a variety of award tiers over there however at the 20 dollar a month mark you can get your video question answered right here on Matt chat you also get the friendo care package which includes a comic book a poster some stickers it's a really great deal here's comic book right here it's a 40 page color adventure Featuring Steve and Larson. It's, it's a, a story that can only be told in pages of comic books. It costs way too much money to make that to a major motion picture That's or what all a the television miniseries. That's what all the critics are saying. Critical acclaim. Impossible. impossible. Absolutely. Impossible. Anyways, we've got a bunch of questions today. Larson, why don't we get right into it? Yeah, why not? Who's up first? B-Man, Patrick Sparks. Patrick Sparks, let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos, Pat here. All right, so as you've been saying for the past couple of weeks, the same stories are occupying both Raw and SmackDown, and they're not very good stories. I like Shane's work that he's doing right now, but I don't need to see Shane for a combined like hour or more out of five hours. That's just me. And then the rest of the show is just kind of, besides the 24-7 title, a bunch of nonsensical, non-story progressing stuff. It's not very good. How much longer this wild card rule and all this nonsense going on is going to have to go on before they cancel it because it's really affecting their ratings more than they're already in the garbage. Thanks, friendos. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. B-Man. B-Man. Yeah. I'll Take it away. first. I think that we might be stuck with crap uh, WWE main roster product until... SmackDown on Fox. I think that we've already seen, allegedly, uh, this week, um, this has been confirmed by people saying this is a real thing. The advertisements are starting to trickle out with a new SmackDown, like, song. <laughs> Not song, like a theme. Logo, logo. And and a logo, but apparently there's also a theme to it, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that's a good shoe there. Uh, so, uh, I think that there, Fox is not going to want crap ratings, <laughs> and and no. I think once the crap, like I think they'll get a really good boost from just being there in the repackage, and people are going to be curious to see what's going to happen. If the crap creative process is still in effect, if things do not change, Fox will make sure it changes. I'm actually kind of stunned that USA hasn't preemptively. Um, maybe USA is waiting to see how, how WWE wants to approach SmackDown on Fox as well, and that's why they're sort of taking a more hands-off approach. But there's no way. that Fox is going to... <coughs> they just spent a lot of money, uh, and they're not going to have this happen for six months, watch the ratings sink back down if everything stays the same, and just be done with it and say, oh, no, bad move on our part, you're canceled. That's not going to happen. They're going to get heavily involved and do everything they can uh, to make sure that they get what they want. And uh, if that means some sort of power move, struggle, I don't know. I have Nobody knows what these contracts look like in terms of creative control, um, but Fox is the one paying the big money. And uh, if WWE wants to keep that money and uh, keep getting paid, uh, they're going to have to bend to their will, I would imagine. 
That's what I have to say. I think that, that we're going to be stuck with this crap until uh, at, at the least uh, uh, As far as the wild card rule, um, that's going to be around uh, – well, I fear it's going to be around in perpetuity. However, if there is some serious negotiations done and they can come, apart, come upon a hard roster split that satisfies the wants and desires – of USA and Fox. Some sort of Roman Reigns clone you're suggesting. Something to that effect, yes. Uh, then we might see the wild card rule go bye-bye. Um, until then, or apart from that, it's sticking around because the networks are going to want top stars on their respective shows. Um, even, even right now, I think, until... I don't know. I just don't know. There's so much unknown because Vince rules WWE with an iron fist... He's uh, he, he's seemingly incapable of, of taking uh, inputs from anybody else um, and thinking that their ideas might be better than his. You, you know, know, you know he, what? he wants to have final say on every single thing. You know, it is, it is an entirely likely scenario that I think that it wouldn't surprise me if it actually played out this way. Um, if so, Dana White has already said that Brock Lesnar is retired from mm-hmm. the UFC. He's not coming back. Mm-hmm. WWE made him a better offer. Mm-hmm. Um, they might try to get Brock for. 40 TV dates a year for SmackDown on Fox. Maybe. If he's the head guy in SmackDown on Fox, I don't think they would quibble about having Roman Reigns there also. Oh, maybe not. If you have no. that major anchor there. Well, I'll say either Brock or Ronda Rousey. Um, I think Brock would probably be much more likely just because he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely be more likely. Yeah, However, yeah. Um, yeah, either either Brock or Ronda, I think, if they could get either of them on Fox. That might yeah, be. and it would, boy, it would cost them. If Could you imagine how much that would, how much Brock would be like, how many do you say 40? You know, I guess he makes high or middle six figures per appearance. I'm talking like $20 million. Yeah. Yeah. Which, given that they made, what, 500 from Fox? It's, I think it's 250 each, isn't it? Or is it 500 each? Maybe it's, maybe you're right. Maybe it's 250 each. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, they're going to have to. They're going to have to open up their, yeah, their wallets. That's the wall, for sure. That's for sure. And they have nobody to blame but Vince. He hasn't created new stars. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. That's right. Next up, similarly themed question from the Raptor. Oh no, the Raptor's back. Raptor here with a matchup question, and that question is this: When does the WWE get good again? Because right now it's flaming poop garbage. The worst kind of garbage there is. Does it get better in October? Does it get better when Vince runs the XFL? When is the date in which we can watch WWE again and have it not be a flaming bag of poo garbage? Thank you, the Raptor. Thank you, the Raptor. Uh, really, apart from Vince leaving, um, you know, whether it is on his own behest, which probably never happened, or someone, fate, intervening, uh, he, he's going to be in charge of WWE. So as so long as he's in charge... Of WWE, the only hope we really have is that one day, again, this will never happen. Uh, one day he wakes up and has an epiphany and realizes that he's not the answer. He's the problem. This would take some real introspection from one Vincent Kennedy McMahon um, and, and, and a level of introspection I don't know if he's capable of at this point in his life. Um, if you were to say, okay, uh, the more hands on I am, the worse the product is, the worse it does is rating. Maybe I should step back. I have this football thing I'm trying to do. Maybe I'll focus on that for a little bit and uh, and start to delegate some of this stuff to other people. Um, again, is it going to happen? No. What if the XFL folds in eight weeks? It's entirely possible. <laughs> and he'll be back in two months. It'll be it'll be it's entirely possible. And he'll realize, well, the only thing I'm successful at is pro wrestling. So he's going to be he's going to double down on being hands on. Um, I mean. I'll, I'll do a, a bit of a rebuttal to your answer because you already kind of mentioned it with the Patrick Sparks question is to move the Fox. There can be an intense amount of pressure uh, to reach a certain benchmark of viewership on Fox is my understanding. And if he can't get it done, will Fox executives step in? Chance exists. That's the case. However, they don't know as far as I know anything about professional wrestling. Um, we heard when USA stepped in to get the third hour of Raw's numbers up, they presented a list of ideas. The only one of which that uh, stuck around was a 24 seven title. Apparently, everything else was awful. Um, so Fox might say, okay, here's some ideas we think will help ratings. Vince might feel like his hands are tied. He has to implement some of those changes. There's no guarantee any of those changes are going to make for a better product. 
Um, that would be my concern there. Uh, really, it, it, it's going to take Vince just abdicating some of his responsibilities. That's really what it's going to take. We don't know what other ideas were presented by we USA. Don't. It could be like, um, can you please plan out six months worth of story all the way leading up to SummerSlam or whatever? You know, it's I mean, <laughs> it could be that there are some good ideas, and that was the easiest one to implement within Vince's head. We don't know. I, mean, I mean, all I, I know is what I think Melser said, which is like twenty four seven was the the only one that was well received, and everything else was, was awful. It was the only one that was well received. Yeah, but we don't know what those other no, ideas. Totally I, I wish we did. I know. That, that would make for more interesting. So, uh, I mean, I see what you're backdrop. saying in terms of, you know, we don't know what, what Fox executives would, would present to them in terms of being more hands-on. Uh, you're right. We don't know. But uh, I don't know. You'd think there are some smart people there who would take a look at NXT and be like, well, why can't it be more like that? Or and why can't we just have NXT instead of SmackDown? Like, if, it would... It would it wouldn't be surprising to me because, I mean, people in those kind of positions can be often pretty stupid. I mean, look at the vast majority of entertainment out there. It's, it's not very good. Um, but there are, some, there are some smart people out there. And, and maybe, I don't know, even if it's sort of like... So, I mean, the one thing that we kind of have that we can maybe cling on to a little bit was that one little thing where Meltzer reached out to people in WWE regarding the Moxley podcast, the Moxley Talk is Jericho bit. And somebody there said that even Vince knows it's broken. Everybody seems to understand that it's broken, including Vince, which could mean that we might get some change. I mean, look, it was literally a couple of weeks ago prior to this wild card rule thing that uh, that SmackDown was okay on a week to week basis. No, it was only pretty good, yeah. Um, it wasn't what it could be, but it was. It was entertaining enough. It was enjoyable enough. And it's vastly superior to what we've seen the last two weeks. Yeah. And so it wasn't that long ago that it was okay. Uh, and I under maybe they just, you know, maybe Vince will understand that there's, I mean, what you're saying is right. Like, it, it's not going to get better. I'm, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's not going to get better until Vince steps down. It would get better if Vince steps down. I'm saying we all know that. Everybody knows that. Um, but... I think that it probably could get better with Vince still around. Uh, it's just it takes the right amount of pressure and it takes the right kind of pressure, namely in his pocketbook, namely in the stock price of the company. Um, that kind of pressure will force him to change things. Um, whether it will be for the better or not, I don't know. But any change right now seems like it'd be a decent one. So uh, so I, the answer is I don't know. I mean, if Vince stepped down, it would get better. Um, does him being there preclude it from being better? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think that we could see improvements. I mean, for one thing, slash that writing staff in half, break it up in half, and uh, put Triple H on one brand, put, I don't know, Road Dog on another one. Oh, you did And know. just have Vince oversee things as opposed to micromanage things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he needs to take a step back from, in, in yeah. some capacity. But, you know, will he ever admit that? No. It, probably not. No. Probably not. Next, Joshua Martinez. Wouldn't that be great if tomorrow uh, it was announced that he's decided to resign after uh, some deep introspection? <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, that's hell free. And then this goes up on Sunday. That's hell free and overtime. Uh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Joshua Martinez. Hey, friendos. Really obscure question this week. So maybe you guys noticed the, the post from Velveteen Dream uh, responding to New Japan's post about there's no wrestling on Monday nights or something like that and he went on the Instagram rant about how people fell because they they themselves like superstars fell because they can't get themselves over basically defending Vince, Vince McMahon uh, my question is do you think this is Velveteen Dream just you know saying what he believes in or you think he's trying to smooth his way into the main event scene on, you know, top brands like Raw and SmackDown. Let me know what you guys think. Thank you, Joshua. All right, Larson, you ready? One, two, three. He He's wrong. wrong. 100% wrong. He's uh, so wrong. And basically every other medium, if if the creative minds behind a movie, TV show, play, uh, whatever, come up with bad material and they put it in the hands of great actors, performers, uh, like the individual performances might be good. Odds are the play is going to be movie, TV show is going to be bad. Half of Morgan Freeman's 
movie work is not good because he will take a paycheck. He's like this highly esteemed actor, Oscar winning actor. And yet he's done movies like, I don't know, the Asteroid versus Earth movie, whatever that was called. Deep Impact. Thank you. Yes. He was president in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'd love Morgan Freeman for my president. Maybe. I don't know. He's an actor. I don't really want an actor for president. But um, yeah, I mean, dude, you can point it. Now, the, I mean, the real question is, the actual question is, and this is one that I don't think anybody can answer. Does Patrick Clark believe that? Is this a Velveteen Dream character? Thing is this a troll? What is this? I'll pose this to you. Maybe Patrick Clark credits the success of Velveteen Dream to his performance, mm. primarily, mm -hmm. if not solely. Mm -hmm. This is speculation on my part. Sure. I don't know Patrick. Clark. No, I like where this is going. I don't. I don't know him, so I can only speculate. Therefore, he thinks. If I can do it, Patrick Clark, early 20s, not a wealth of experience under my belt, can get my gimmick over, my creative over, myself as a performer over, then everybody else should do the same. Now, he ignores a major difference. Mm, in that huge. NXT, mm -hmm. there's vision, long-term planning. Uh, creative, by and large, apart from Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, uh, storylines aren't terribly complicated. However... Uh, the, the, there's there's beauty in the simplicity and that they're not convoluted. There's an obvious point A going to point C, D, E, F, whatever the end des destination is, and it's followed through barring injury. Uh, that's a huge difference when on the main roster when by every account it's a week-to-week -week process. Yep. Um, and if it's a week-to-week -week process, uh, you as a performer don't know where you're going, and so it's hard to find that through line that will carry, carry you through the entire story. That's a major difference. Um, and, and maybe him not having that main roster experience isn't aware of that. You could hear about it. I mean, it's well known, but it's one different thing probably to experience it. That's just, that's the best I can make of the situation. Or he's just, he's just really buttering up Vince. Or it could just be a strictly character thing. I don't know. Well, I, it, there's, no, there's no saying it's not. All the above. In, in, <laughs> yeah. In character buttering up Vince. Understanding that it's probably wrong, there's a little bit of trolling there. Oh, yeah. But also, he is very young. He hasn't had a lot of time in... He didn't spend a lot of time in the independent ranks before he was in WWE. Mm -hmm. He has been sort of given the ball that he's run with. Um, and and he's in a really, really strong uh, creative environment with NXT. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I yeah, it might be completely different for one for him when he goes to Maine. I don't know what it is. It's it seems I, I I would tend to think that. I mean, he's been known to troll people before, so it's not outside their own possibility. I would tend to think that whatever the the the, the intent of the IG story was an in character Velveteen Dream, half troll, half buttering up Vince, um, with a sprinkling of look what I did. Yeah. And I mean, there might be some stuff that he believes. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's he's a young dude. You know, people that they they learn through experience. Mm -hmm. Maybe he doesn't realize that they're. I mean, what did he say? The prequels were? Didn't he say like the the original movies were good and the latest movie the later movies are crap or something like that? I don't know. He said something like I don't know. I forget what I thought he said. I don't know. In any event, because I, I I did I read through it and he I know one of the points he made was you know why the current Star Wars movies are crap because they got bad actors or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And it's like, no, man, no, that's no, no. <laughs> so, no. so I don't know. The Velveteen Dream, it, for whatever else, the Velveteen Dream, the character, apparently doesn't have pretty very good taste in movies. Seemingly doesn't, no. 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 Anyways, no. moving on. Interesting Next. guy, though. Yes. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Next, uh, Christopher Rampersad. Hello, Steve Larson. So my question is, what match are you excited for the G1 with John Moxley? I'm excited if you fight Ishii. In your thoughts, who is your dream opponent for John Moxley to fight at the G1? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. All right, this is what I got. There's really, I'll be honest with you, pretty much anybody in the G1 is going to be a dream match for Mox. I'll say this. You have the right answer with your last guy, and it's the only true dream match there. Go ahead. Well, I'll build up to it. Okay. Uh, I think Mox versus Tetsuya Naito would be an interesting clash of personalities. Yeah, sure. Um, Naito's not afraid to get his hands dirty a little bit. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that could be interesting. Uh, we saw Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins have some good matches in WWE. I think the, 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 the closest, I mean, I think Kodabushi is actually probably more athletic than Seth Rollins. Uh, but uh, that clash of styles, Kotobushi versus Moxley, could be very interesting. But of course, everybody wants to see Mox versus Minoru Suzuki. That's the one. That's the one That's everybody the one. wants to see. That's the one. That's really the That's one. That's it. And that that top my list absolutely without a doubt. I mean, obviously, Mox versus Okada, Osprey, Kenta, all interesting. But it's Suzuki. That's the match. Christopher Rampasad had a good answer too, and that's Tomohiro Ishii. That's uh, another good answer. Yeah, no, that, those are all look. Those are all great answers. There's one real answer. Mm. It's Suzuki. We need Azuka to come out of retirement. <laughs> That'd actually be hilarious. <laughs> oh, no, man. Oh, man. Mm. Mox versus Yano. Mm-hmm. That could be so much fun. Mm-hmm. That could be a blast. Mm-hmm. I'll say, yeah, Suzuki and Yano, those are the two answers right there, man. Is there any brawlers in New Japan we're missing? Like Ishii's top brawler in Suzuki. But Suzuki has, you know, the, the, the fight background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's try to think of other brawlers. It's not really. A, I think Jericho's prime brawler. Though, yeah, right now. they'll probably save that match. They the AEW probably want to save that match for themselves. But you never know. Zack Saber Junior versus Moxley would be an interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. See how Mox deals with getting tied up in a pretzel. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, man, it's Suzuki. That's going to be a killer matchup. Oh, and no, yeah, yeah, I'd love to see the Yano thing. Should be that'd be funny. That should be a blast. Mox seems like he's having a lot of fun right now. That's true. Uh, next, got a question from the Chad. The Chad. Howdy, friendos. The Chad here again with another Matt Chat question. Um, yeah, Undertaker Goldberg, Super Showdown. That was a bit of a cluster fiek. Um, my question is, other than that one, what other matches would you consider to be a colossal dumpster fire? Cheers, guys. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Thank you, the Chad. Thank you, the Chad. So we actually have a countout coming up Saturday. Yes, oh, yesterday. okay, it was yesterday. Yeah, well, there you go. You can check out. Uh, but those were all very specifically WWE main event dumpster fires, basically the pay-per-view. most, the most shockingly bad pay per view WWE big matches. Um, which I think Goldberg Undertaker definitely deserves to be ranked as yes. high as it is. Yes. What SmackDown's viewership? Uh, one point nine. Down about a hundred thousand. I'm sorry, one point nine average? No, one point nine million average yes. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Got yeah, a point was... six rating in the eighteen and forty nine demo. Wow. Uh so um 
matches that are total dumpster fires or matches that just sort of fall apart as they're happening. And I can't think of a better one. You have you, you basically took my answer that I would have had. But this is a great 1A, 1B situation. It goes back a long ways. Bruiser Brody versus Lex Luger in a steel cage match when Bruiser Brody decided to stop playing along. He, it no longer was fake for him. And Lex Luger realized it and uh, got the hell out of Dodge yep. and never looked back. He went straight to Jim Crockett nope. Promotions because that's where he was headed after this match and uh, became uh, the narcissist, the total package, the Lex Express. Yeah, that we all know and love. Yeah, love with the question mark. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bruiser Brody Lex Luger. You can find it on YouTube. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. It's cause, so great. Because Bru- Bruiser Brody is not selling anything. Um, and Lex looks very scared. And then, uh, and then before you go with yours, I mean, I'll just mention a couple that was on that list yesterday. I mean, man, Hogan, Sid. It's like they just learned how to wrestle. Yeah, it's so great. Um, I mean, probably the biggest dumpster fire of all time. It, big, you know, big dumpster fire. You mentioned this later on. There's two of them. There's obviously the Montreal screw job. Yeah. And there's Hogan HBK. Yeah. Hogan HBK again, one of those matches where both guys, they're not, uh, HBK did not go there to have a real match. No. He went there to embarrass Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's go ahead. Really it's great, though. Oh, it's Warrior Hogan at Halloween Havoc 98. Uh, we said this several times. It's like they're wrestling two different matches. They have completely different agendas. Um, they are not on the same page. Um, it's a train wreck. Another one that I thought of. Everybody think, talks about StarCast 97, Hogan and Sting. Mm-hmm. What a mess that is. Yeah, sure. Watch Super Brawl 98. Oh, wow. Where it's 20 minutes of Hogan beating up Sting. Mm-hmm. Like Sting gets zero offense in. Zero offense. And I think Macho Man comes at the end and actually wins the match for Sting. Was that the January pay-per-view? It was the one after. The one after. Yeah. Okay. It is awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful. Yeah. That's bad. It's a really like pretty much anything Hogan did in WCW was bad. Yeah. From a match perspective. That just gave me an idea for something. I'll talk to you about it later. All right. Uh anyway, so yeah, those are I think those are both great answers. Yes. Uh next up, AO Worm. Let's see what he has to say. What's good, everybody? AO Worm here with another match chat question. All right, Steve Larson. So I just recently got into a guy named Fresh Squeeze Orange Cassidy. I'm pretty sure you guys heard of him. I didn't realize who he was in the Casino Battle Royale, but I've been looking at some of his matches, and he's hilarious. So, <clears throat> in my opinion, what style of wrestling do you guys prefer? I need you both to pick a stand a piece. One person defend comedy wrestling, and the other person defend serious, straight, Suzuki-style fighting. Which one do you think is better, and which one do you think is more profitable? All right, guys, take it easy. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Like, I don't really care what genre we're talking. Comedy, serious, hardcore, although I'm not as into that these days. I just want good storytelling. What's your favorite comedy match of all time? Wow. I don't know. Does anything come to mind for you? Uh... I mean, so much of that DDT Pro stuff that we've seen, mm-hmm. like Kota Ibushi wrestling a, a, a oh, blow-up blow doll. doll is great. That Yano Omega stuff at really the good. G1 last fun. year was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, nothing stands out as like the perfect comedy match. Well, I, I, I guess the one thing that would separate serious wrestling from comedy wrestling is the emotional your emotional involvement in the story being told. Like a comedy match, I can enjoy and laugh and enjoy the comedic narrative being told during the course of the match. Um, but it's, it's harder maybe to get emotion, like truly emotionally invested in the outcome. Mm-hmm. I'll say this about comedy matches. They are the perfect gateway. Yeah, totally. For people who aren't into wrestling to totally. understand it immediately. Yeah. You can show them any of those like DDT pro matches, um, any of the Yano stuff. You don't need to know anything going into it. I'll say this also, one of the perfect blends of comedy and and dramatic wrestling, we saw live at PWG. Uh, PWG is great at blending the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with uh, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Super Click, yeah. Super Click versus OVE. Yeah. Uh, just and it was it was chock full of both. Yeah. Hard hitting, violent match, 
tons of comedy and tons of drama. Yeah. They were so good at just jamming all that stuff together mm-hmm. at NPWG. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. fantastic yeah, stuff. That's a good point. That, that was a fun match. Um, yeah, for me, it just all comes down to storytelling. If you if you go to the ring and tell an interesting, entertaining story, yeah. I'll be into it. Yeah, I, like I said, it doesn't. I, I'm not. I know some people are put off by comedy wrestling because they think it, it 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 exposes the business or buries it or something like that. No, it's just a different form, it's just a form of storytelling. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of of people who. I'm not a fan of that of that philosophy, man. I, I think that. I mean, it's like saying, "Oh, you know, the comedy movies are—they're." They're... You sound like the Academy. <laughs> yeah. Only serious movies are worthy artistic yeah, endeavors. I know. I know. You know, only movies that are played in movie theaters should be up for Oscars, not Netflix. <laughs> okay, Steven Spielberg, Senor Spielbergo. Um, no, I think there's room for everything. Sorry, yep. Aoworm. I'm sorry we couldn't argue back and forth because we just don't believe it. Well, yeah, the only thing I, I can think of that separates. Serious wrestling from comedic wrestling is just the emotional involvement you may have in the match. That's it. And there's probably some comedy matches out there that you can get involved in emotionally beyond just some lulls, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that, I mean, it, it, it all depends on your definition of emotional involvement. But I, I think that for me, being so tickled by something is on par with me being so... Wrapped up, in wrapped it. up in the drama. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's different stuff. It's it's different stuff, and it's all valid. Yes, totally. That's the deal. Hundred uh, percent. Next from Dakota Miley. Hey, Stephen Larson. It's your boy Dakota Miley with my first ever match chat question. And my question is about the four horsewomen, WWE and MMA. The question is, will this match ever happen? You know, we've heard rumors, obviously, a while back that this match would happen, but we haven't seen anything yet. Especially with, you know, Ronda's injury right after Mania, you know, Sasha's hiatus from WWE. So, do you think this match will ever happen? If so, when, where, who goes over? Thanks, Rendos. Thank you, Dakota. Thank you, Dakota. Who goes first? I lost track. Oh, you do. I'll say probably. I'll say pr- it's like you, you, you I'll, I'll say it's like 51, 49. I'll say pro- I'll actually go like 80%. I'll say oh, this is why I think Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, they might be pretty green now, but the, the Performance Center is really, really good at developing people. I mean, they do a, a pretty bang up job developing people. I think <clears throat> they've got obviously their eye on those two for a variety of reasons. And, I think if they're able to develop then then them, then I think it's a lock that Ronda Rousey would come back for a special match or a special program. You know, it it will be years from now uh, because it's not like Marina Shafir is like you know uh, a prodigy or anything. You know, she's not like the she's not. It's not like she's taken to it super quick. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessamine Duke has uh, she's got a very unique look to her. She looks like a badass, um, and she seems to be taken to it a bit quicker than Marina Shafir. But if they pour everything they have into developing those two, I think that they'll be able to get to a point where they're serviceable. At least, maybe even they can make stars out of them if the fans are if if they show that they've got some chops, the fans will get into it. Um, and if that happens, that's going to be key. If that happens, then I think Ronda Rousey would absolutely jump at the chance to do that. Uh, that's the one X factor. Do you think that's the one X factor? Um, I think there's a lot of variables. Um, we don't know for sure that Sasha wants, is going to come back or wants to come back. Um, I would think anybody else on the WWE side would be game for that match. Um, you mentioned Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. They're both huge variables of how quickly they can acclimate to the pro wrestling industry uh, in NXT, much less a huge stage like a major pay-per-view of, or WrestleMania. Um, and then you get Ronda Rousey. You know, she apparently went off to go start a family. Um, and, you know, after becoming a mother, um, she may decide, you know what, this is what I want to do now. I just I want to stay home and, and raise my, my child or children. And I had my year of pro wrestling, and I'm, 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 I'm done with it for now. Or maybe forever. I think um, it'd be kind of odd if... If Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke end up becoming uh, fire and desire level names, right? Mm-hmm. So that like people really like them, you know, they're like decently big. 
if Ronda Rousey, after she settled down, she has a kid, she's happy. If she didn't say, oh, man, that'd be a lot of fun just to step away and do that for a bit. That'd be weird to me, but I don't know. You never know what's in somebody's head. Exactly. I just think there's a lot of variables to, to put it in anything better than a 50-50 chance right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. if Sasha decides I'm done with WWE, you know, she's out the door, then obviously it's not going to happen. Yeah, that, would, that would really surprise me, to be honest with you. All these cryptic tweets and, and Instagram posts. Yeah. I don't know. She's probably coming back. Uh, next. Someone who has come back to match at Renegade oh, Soul. Go. Good, good segue. I'm working on that. Trying, trying. Good morning, friendos. It is the DDP of the FGC, Renegade Soul, here. Happy Father's Day to you both. By the time this goes up, I'm going to be going to my local independent promotions show before the following week going to Stomping Grounds. So instead of doing the traditional which promotion is better question, I'd like to present a different take to this. What do you see as the advantages and disadvantages between going to a professional established brand like your WWE, your New Japan, your Ring of Honor, etc. and your local independent promotion? Pros and cons for going indie or going pro. Too sweet, hearty handshake, rock on, and peace out. Thank you, Renegade Soul. Thank you, Renegade Soul. All right, pros of staying or going the independent route, you get control of your brand. First and foremost, you get to you get to control and directly profit from how well you build up your own brand. Um, I understand if you come into a promotion, you got to work to a certain extent the confines of what they want to do creatively. However, uh, you get a lot more freedom doing independent stuff as opposed to going for sure to WWE. Uh, it's probably different if we're talking Ring of Honor, uh, AEW, Impact, New Japan. From all accounts, those promotions give you a bit more freedom in terms of uh, creative input development of your character so on and so forth so forth however independent you get nearly uh you get you know handle your own creative almost with impunity um and reap the financial benefits thereof if you are successful uh for me that's the major thing um you get to go out you get to learn uh in smaller crowds so if you make mistakes guess what not as many people see them (laughs) that's true whereas if you go out there and make mistakes on a large stage basically everybody sees it um, now the pros, uh, cons of staying on the, doing the independent thing. You're probably not making a ton of money at first. You make a lot of hot dogs. You can make a lot. You get paid in hot dogs. Yeah, lots of hot dogs. Um, uh, so that's the downside. Obviously, the upside to go into a major promotion, you're gonna make more money. You're um, gonna actually make money. You actually make money by yeah. I mean, ten dollars is more than one dollar. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, con potentially something like WB, You're in this massive uh, corporate structure um by all accounts it is a, a detriment to one's creativity uh and depending on one's temperament that might not be the best place for you by all accounts new japan offers their performers a lot more freedom um so if you are a highly creative individual and and crave that level of creative input into what you're doing that's probably a better place for you again more money but if you know if say you live in the states or you and you work in japan it's time away from home potentially time away from family, that could be a con. Um, You know, it just all depends on what you want to do. I think the people who are special enough that they could make a living on the independent circuit, um, I'm sorry, the people who are special enough that the WWE would want them, I don't know, man. Like, talking to some of the wrestlers we've talked to on the independent circuit, it just seems like a massive pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. I think that these days, look, if you've got... As long as the financial situation, as long as the contract is something that is beneficial to you. We've heard stories of, for example, like Killer Cross wanting out of a really bad impact deal that he signed to for a very long amount of time. Um, As long as that situation is something to your liking, then it makes all the sense to get into a system, to get into a place where you only have to deal with one person paying your paycheck. As opposed to, we've heard story after story from these indie guys they have to deal with this promoter, that promoter, this promoter, that promoter, all trying to like run their own scheme and not to, and totally not opposed to being like, oh, I want to pay you this much, but you told me that you will only take this much. You're already here, so you're only going to have to take this. Um, 
I would just think that being in a system, especially a place like WWE, which has a developmental system, which has a performance center, um, I think that would be probably like if WWE is going to take you and you don't have any experience under your belt and you have right now two choices, you can either go the independent route or you can go straight into the WWE. I think you'd probably want to go in the WWE if for nothing else, the experience and being able to say, I was at the performance center. I know what it's like. I was able to witness what it takes, what these other guys are doing to get themselves to that level or to keep themselves at that level. That's what you want to surround yourself with. If that's an option that you have in front of you, I think that's sort of a no brainer as opposed to going to the independent route and trying your hand. You talk about creative freedom, but I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, there are promoters out there. I'm sure you come in, you've got something in mind. They're probably going to be like, well, no, I need you for this. And then you're stuck. Well, that's entirely you're possible. Stuck doing that's more, that. I would think that'd be more, especially if, if you're a reasonably prominent independent wrestler that you can travel from promotion to promotion. You got to get there some. You have to get yeah, to totally, that totally, point, totally. though. No, I know. I'm saying if we're talking, because I think the basis of this question is like, you know, say someone's at a crossroads in their career, they got a choice between doing this or that. Um, if you're prominent enough, not like Joey Ryan level, um, prominent enough that you can go from promotion to promotion across the country uh, and get consistent work. Um, like, you know, it, it's one thing for a promoter to say, okay, you know, we're trying to build up this guy here locally. We need you to lose this match. Um, you know, uh, this is how we want the finish to go. You know, you can, we'll, we'll keep you looking strong, yada, yada. Outside of that, I would suspect that you're kind of left to your own devices in terms of how you present your character there. I would also suggest this. This will be my final word on it. What have we often said right now? We had a question the other day about which independent wrestler would you choose? Which unsigned wrestler right now would you choose to do X, Y, Z? I forget what the question was. And what was our answer to that? Pretty much everybody signed. If everybody who is at a certain level is getting signed, I would think that that would mean, that would indicate there's some evidence there that that choice is being made right now by people. Like, that's what they're going with. They're going with signing. Yeah, Joey Ryan's when you kind get of to a an certain, outlier. Oh, he's totally an outlier, yeah. Um, I was listening to Pritchard's show on AJ and TNA, and they were talking about when, I guess, 2002, when he was presented with the opportunity to join one of WWE's developmental promotions back then, and he didn't want to do it mm -hmm. because he just wanted to do what he wanted to do. Sure, yeah. You know, he just was, was that independent-minded. What year like, did they say that was? 2002. So it, it oh, was after he'd already had a couple appearances in WCW. He was in the indie ranks in Georgia, I think they say, before he went to Ring of Honor. Sure. Um, and so he had an opportunity to sign WWE Developmental. Then Bruce Pritchard said, if we had signed him then, mm. or did Conrad, maybe Conrad pose this question, if WWE had signed him then, would he be AJ Styles of today? And Bruce said, probably not, because we we're going to sign him for the light heavyweight division. And apart from Rey Mysterio, there was like zero, zero upward mobility out of that sure, division yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. So that's the situation where AJ said, okay, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to do these other things first, build up the brand, and then come back to it. A long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was a long ago. time, was a long ago. time things ago. Things are way different Oh, now. absolutely. Um, but, you know, going into the structured situation of WB is just not for everybody. Yeah. Go be a young lion instead. Hell yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, next from Becca. Hey guys, this is Becca with my very first Matt Chat question. So my non-accented Mexican boyfriend and I watched Dominion this Saturday and it was totally awesome. And I told him how you guys ranked Okada dollars as the highest wrestling currency. But what we really want to know is what's the exchange rate? Too sweet, hearty handshake. See you later, guys. Thank you, Becca, and Thank welcome you, Becca. to Matt Chat. Welcome to Matt Chat. All right, Larson, let's do some math here. Don't put that in your head, and don't put it in your front area. Keep that one safe. Gosh darn it. Getting your head grease all over. Well, this is 100,000 Okada dollars. Yeah. 
so this is we keep on calling this a single Okada. This is a hundred thousand Okada dollars. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever actually produced a single. Is there a denomination that goes it's, down? It's the green one. That's a uh, that, that's a ten. I can't tell. Regardless, that's a hundred thousand. Uh, I believe Okada is like the Okada dollars the most valuable currency on this planet currently. Yeah. I mean, it's up there. Like the exchange rate should be somewhere around what gold is, but I'm not privy to that information. So I'm gonna say one. Okada bill, one Okada dollar, sorry, is the equivalent of a hundred United States dollars. So this is a hundred thousand dollar Okada do uh, dollar. This is worth ten million dollars right here. That is not true. Come on, man, answer this question with some amount of seriousness. I am. We'd be retiring if this was worth ten million dollars. Yeah, Listen, I'm planning on it too. Right, I, I have here in my hands a one hundred young buck bill. A young buck. A young buck, which is a hundred young bucks. Yeah. Okay. Right here we've got, now these I think are probably, how many of these do you think I can exchange for these? Well, if we're talking purely about the, the numbers listed, it'd be a thousand of those. No, but these are difficult. So there's there's only one Okada. Yeah. And really the Young Bucks are a singular act as They're well. They're a single entity, yes. So sort of like, it, would you agree that in the realm of singles professional wrestling, He's up here, and in the realm of tag team wrestling, they're up here. Yeah, absolutely. However, the problem with that is tag team wrestling is kind of down here in but, the grand scope of wrestling. But they're trying to make it up there. But they haven't yet. They they're might in the process. one day. They're in the process. They might one day. But until they main event at Tokyo Dome, mm -hmm. they're still right here. Yeah. Okay? Not their own podunk pissant promotion, right? So this wow. right here wow, podunk, huh? is pissant also, is worth more than this inherently. So basically, Okada dollars. So like a hundred thousand Okada dollars is worth. You would need like ten of these, maybe. So I see a hundred of them. Well, I didn't realize that this is actually a hundred thousand Okada dollars. That got me confused. All right. So if one Okada dollar, so a single one of these. Yeah. No, that's good. I'll stick with that. All right. A single one of these. If there was a single Okada dollar, this is a hundred thousand dollar Okada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A single one is worth a hundred young bucks. All right. Okay. What's this worth compared to this? How many of these would I need so you for said this? said one, a single Okada dollar is worth this. Uh, is worth a hundred young bucks. Yes. So you got to multiply that by a uh, hundred, I believe. Okay. No. Yes. Wait. One of those is worth a hundred. So no, if you want to know how many of these would make for that, you have to multiply a hundred thousand by a hundred. Because you need a hundred thousand of these to make up that single bill. That's a billion. Yeah. Is that a billion? Yeah, something like that. That's a billion. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No. Ten million? No. Yes, ten million. I think it's ten million. So the same. The answer is the same as mine, except I said in U.S. dollars. <laughs> right. You were on the right path. Yeah. You're on the right path. Now, how much is a JBL dollar worth? Oh, that's trending downward. <laughs> that's definitely. That's a sell. No, it's a buy, right? Because you buy well, low. <laughs> you buy low if you think it's going to rebound, then you buy. You think it's going to rebound? No. Probably not going to rebound. Just cut your losses now. Sell yes, all your J bills. Exactly, exactly. If all your J loss, bills. <laughs> all your J bills, yes. If you're selling a loss, so be it. Uh, next from Gion Halili. Number one. What's up, friendos? This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter, Gion Halili. Uh, bright and early here in Jacksonville, Florida. My question for the week is nothing substantial because I haven't watched any wrestling. Uh, yeah, but put together the perfect pay-per-view. Uh, you could do use any wrestler from any company. The only catch is you need to have two gimmick matches, two women's matches, and some sort of battle royal. I don't know. Uh, leave it up to you guys, but both of you put one. Uh, like two separate ones together. You know what I mean. It's way too early. Uh, too sweet. Hearty handshake. Later, guys. Thank you, Guillaume. Thank you, Guillaume Halili. Uh, all right, this is my show. Go ahead. You didn't put a battle royal on your thing. Oh, did I need to? Yeah. All right. So that's what I got. Show kicks off with a 20-person uh, battle royal. Uh, the winner gets a title shot in the main event. I have here Seth Rollins wins that, but uh, if I had thought about it more, I might have reconsidered. Um, uh, first match on the card is a, a chop match between Minoru Suzuki and Walter. Okay, That good. means you can only use chops. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Only use chops for the whole match. That would hurt. Yeah. Uh, next, tag team match. Everybody wants to see uh, Young Bucks versus The Revival. Give us this match. Uh, next, 
First women's match, Tony Storm versus Tessa Blanchard. Okay. May sure. have happened at some point. I don't know, but I'd love to see it. Sure. Uh, next, I want uh, Brock Lesnar and Matt Riddle in a shoot MMA-style match. If Lesnar loses, he has to retire. I like that, and I like the Walter thing. Continue. Uh, next, Kenny Omega versus AJ Styles. No holds barred. It's a match they want to have happen. Uh, it will probably never happen. So let's see it happen. I wonder if AJ's too old for that now. Could be. Uh, then Asuka versus Io Shirai. Okay, that's good. I think that'd be spectacular. All right. Main event, greatest wrestler in the world, Kazuchika Okada taking on uh, WB's finest, Seth Rollins. Okay. Listen, I got this. Here we go. We kick off with a battle royal. That would be like five people in it. An, oven, an over seven-footer battle royal. You put you got to pull it from a lot of places, though. Like Shaq has to be in this thing. Mm. You have to also, it has to be kayfabe seven-footers. Oh, so, like, okay. what's that one dude at the local guy, Big Rob Hands, is that his name? He's like a little tiny guy. Brutal. Brutal, yeah. Yeah. Who acts like he's huge. Yeah. So he, that guy's yeah, in he, it. He's got a Sid fancy. So it's like a kayfabe. It's like a kayfabe seven-footer. All right. So you can be right. like 6'8". All right. Like, Kona Reeves can be in it, right? He's kayfabe 6'8". So I just want, like, a bunch of tall guys. I want, like, the possibility of people are going to be breaking their legs left and right. Okay? So oh, there's a terrible one. idea. Lumber. It's really lumbering, right? It's not a lumberjack yeah, match. It's, it's a, a lumbering match, match yes. Next up. The least intense guy on the circuit right now, Orange Cassidy, versus the most intense guy in the circuit, Ilya Dragunov. That's a match I'd love to see. Uh, next, because this match was my match of the year in We Book Raw, oh Alistair Black, a.k.a. the Ice Cream Man, versus Kenny Omega. Nothing will ever beat that finish. I want to see Black Mass as Kenny Omega's running towards him. That's amazing. Next up, Zack Sabre Jr., versus Mako Satamora. He had a Mako shirt on in an Instagram post where he called her the best wrestler on the planet. Yeah. I want to see them go at it. That's yeah. a killer match right there. Next, four Joshi wrestlers. I don't know who. I don't really know any of their names. I want to see four Joshi wrestlers versus time-traveling WCW cruiserweights from the 1990s. I want four of the top-flight cruiserweights from the 1990s. Name them. In their prime. Fine, Psychosis, Juventud, Guerrera, Rey Mysterio Jr., and Dean Malenko mm -hmm. versus four Joshi wrestlers right. of today. Next, Shield Triple Threat. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Next, Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers versus the Usos versus the New Day in a ladder match. And then the Revival run, and they make it a five-way. What about uh, Grills of Destiny? They want in on that. Too bad. You're out. They're too busy dicking around with what culture. Don't care about them. Wow. Finally, the main event, Asuka versus Cyborg in the main event. That'd be good. That's, that's, that's my match right I almost there. did Minoru Suzuki versus Dan Severn. Oh, wow. That's close. close that's a good one. That's a good one. I like the chop-off. That's good. Yeah. Uh, next question Question from Rich. Mm. Hey, friendos. Rich the Smash Brother here with a match at question this week. If you guys could go back in time and be a special referee for any match... Whether it was a comedy match, like, say, a bra and panties match, like, remember when the referees got knocked down, the girls would roll over them, or like a match of extreme uh, significant uh, historical impact, each of you pick a match, and why would you do it? I'd say off the top of my head, the one I'd want to be a part of is uh, WrestleMania 24, Flair versus HBK, because even to this day, the heartbreak, no pun intended, and the empathy I feel for Ric Flair in that match and everything at the end still makes me cry to this day. Honestly, it does. So, tell me what you guys think. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Montreal Screwjob, man. Oh, that's awkward. That's, All that you got, heat. You got Bret Hart nah, coming after bro, you. No, bro, listen. He, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suppose that this question involves time travel because it's which match would you want to go back in time to to ref, right? So, Bret gets in there. Bret, Bret, listen. Bret, Bret, listen to me. They're going to screw you over. Vince has a gun to my head, basically, metaphorically speaking. He's got a gun to my head. I have to, He's going to put you in the sharpshooter, Brett, and then I have to ring the bell. Don't let him put him in the sharpshooter, Brett. Oh, wow. That's what I would do. Wow, you're going to change I'd history. You've never heard of the butterfly effect, have you? I'd change history. <laughs> I love butterflies. What about them? Oh, they affect me in a way, positive emotions. Well, you gotta, you got to do some research on that, man. I like your answer. Uh, would you be openly laughing at this match? Hell like? yeah, I would. Hogan, HBK, SummerSlam. Every time uh, HBK oversells and embarrasses Hulk Hogan, I'd be dying laughing. I'd be cracking up. I'd be rolling around the mat laughing. Oh, my belly would hurt so bad from laughing so hard That'd be at awesome. Hogan being publicly humiliated. Did you too sweet HBK? I've never seen him apart from like the Hall of Fame. Like in the ring, he never too sweeted, didn't he? 
You remember NWO to do Too Sweet then? Did they not too sweet at the the uh, the curtain call? The curtain call. I, I think they call. just hugged. Yeah, they just hugged. They didn't they do hugged. the too sweet in the middle because word. X-Pac wasn't there. He's the man that brought the too sweet to them. Turkish wolf. wolf. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I too sweet him. I'd be like, good one. You made him look like an asshole. Yeah. And be like, I know, I'm great. I'm not too sweet, so probably not. Anyways, uh, Andy Nero's got a question. Hey, friendos, Andy Nero here with a match chat question. Um, I've just tagged Steve here in a Facebook Friendoverse uh, poll that I started a couple of days ago. Uh, and the challenge for you guys is to p -p 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 power rank the special NXT uh, takeover entrances. Uh, things like Shinsuke Nakamura's violin entrance, Bobby Roode's piano entrance, uh, and all the demon entrances, uh, all the different ones. Uh, yeah, power rank all of those, and uh, yeah, see what you think. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Andy Nero. Andy Nero. Go ahead. I only have two. I only have three. Yeah. I, one of them I don't remember you. like a lot of these. Um, Adam Cole with rapper. Josiah Williams. That's the guy. Yeah. Wrestle and flow. Yeah. That's a good one. And then when, uh, because I'm a, I'm a history buff, uh, Finn Balor coming out as Jack the Ripper. Yeah, that was in England when he did that. I know. Is that offensive? I don't know. Like, would you even come out as Ted Bundy over here? No. <laughs> no. That's terrible. Yeah. Why would he do that? I don't you know. know. He, he's here and he comes out as a BTK. Yeah, I don't, no, that wouldn't, that wouldn't fly. <laughs> probably not. Um, for me, the, my favorite, cause, probably because I was there, was Bob Roode and his debut at NXT Brooklyn 2 and he was on that platform. Yeah, that was pretty great. And he, those those lights oh, man. reflected awesome. off his robe That's and good song and everything. Terrific. Wow. Wow. I mean, why can't we have that Bob Roode anymore? Uh, next, the first time, I think it was the same show, Nakamura did his entrance with the, the violinist. That was really cool. Yep. And then, yeah, Adam Cole with Josiah Williams. Mm -hmm. yep. That was really good. Yeah, that was really good stuff. Yeah. Those are my three. Like, the only... What's, what's the equivalent that we have to Jack the Ripper? Like, H.H. H. Holmes? Yeah, I mean, everybody knew who that guy was. I mean, part of the allure of Jack the Ripper is, oh, it's mysterious. I don't know who he is. If it was just like some dude who straight up had a name and everybody knew who he was, probably yeah. wouldn't be as romanticized. No. You know? No. Didn't they, didn't they just figure out who Jack the Ripper was? I read that, but then I read there was some dispute over well, that. Of course, it's going to be a dispute over because, I mean, it's like an inexact thing, isn't it? Well, DNA is pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah, and that's not how much is broken down in the no hundred years or so. This I happened. do I not know. know. I don't I know. Do not know. Don't know. Uh, I do know that Taco Dan's got a text question. I love Taco. Um, this is what he has to say: Power rank these wrestling families in order of importance to the wrestling business today and in the past. Um, these are the names he listed. The families he listed: the Rhodes, the uh, Anoai, 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 the Hart family, the Funk. And the Guerrero family. You want to go first? Yeah, man. Uh, it goes like this. Number one is the Colognes. They gave us Primo, Epico, and... Carlos? Carlito. 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 Uh, that's a joke answer. Now, for me, I think it goes the Hearts. Because, I mean, the Hearts generated several... Like a bunch of freaking like they had the Heart Foundation. Holy moly, that's a and they trained hella people. Yeah, that was like a freaking factory, man. That dungeon. Then the Funks, because like without the Funks, we didn't have death matches. Uh, and then then I'd put the Rhodes. Then I'd put uh, Anoe, and then I put the Guerreros. Um, that's in North America, though. Like obviously, if you're impact in in south or mexico or south america central america central america you're looking at the guerreros um i put the Rhodes family first because dusty was a huge star in the 70s sure uh he was a a booker post-wrestling career with them baby but yeah he made oz yeah no he did some good stuff too. he disagreed he brought he brought robocop into the wrestling business um and now today you got cody who is 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 taking over where his dad left off? In terms Architect of being an, an entrepreneur, starting his own wrestling company, uh, helping book it, um, and then uh, Dusty seems, apart from Kevin Nash, pretty much universally beloved. Um, he was a huge, widely influential during his time at NXT, uh, helping talents there develop their promo skills. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's going to be interesting what Cody does because if he if it was just kind of like, question is. Order of importance of wrestling business today and in the past. I think today you got to give the edge to the Rhodes family. Uh, then I'd say the Hart family, same reasons you did. Uh, Stu Hart, 
uh, ran Stampede Wrestling up to Calgary, trained a ton of people. Uh, you know, there's Brett, there's Owen, um, there's the, the wrestlers who married into the family, Davey Boy, Neidhart, their kids. Uh, impressive wrestling pedigree there. Uh, on a week next, I mean, the family tree is large, uh, includes a lot of champions, a lot of Hall of Famers. Uh, then the Guerrero family. Mm-hmm. Um, Gory Guerrero, uh, a legend in Mexico, from my understanding. He used si. to be tag team partners with El Santo. See, si. That's how uh, impressive Gory Guerrero was. He also invented the camel clutch and the Gory Bomb. And, of course, his youngest child, Eddie Guerrero, one of the greatest of all time. And then I put the Funks last. Oh, wow. Not as any Ouch. sort of disrespect because oh, big time. Terry Funk, legend. Uh, Dory Jr., former NWA champion in his own right, and their dad uh, won some championships and uh, uh, had a promotion in Amarillo, Amarillo, Texas. I know Dory has trained a bunch of people. I just don't think the family is, is, is like, in terms of literal, I guess not, it's not totally true, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like in terms of, of number of family members, it's as large as some of the other. I know the Rhodes family is pretty much three people, but nonetheless. Yeah. And Brandy now. True, Brandy. Yeah, and Pharaoh. Pioneering dog wrestling. True, true. Finally, Luis Areza has a... Uh, this is a text question. Correct. Right? Yeah. Uh, if you were starting a wrestling promotion, who would be your head booker slash writer? Who would you have for their team? So we're going to do a draft. Okay. Flip a coin. Who gets first pick? I have coin here. You can call it. Heads. What am I reach? This washer have different sides on it. Here, paint one. Paint a side on it. I'm going to write an H on it. That's going to stand for heads. Heads. All right. I didn't flip. You didn't even flip it. That was a terrible flip. Tails. We don't called it, though. Call it. You're supposed to call it. Tails. It's heads. I get first pick. Well, it was tails in the first place. Well, oh, where's my cheat sheet? Oh, uh, I'll take Triple H. Um, okay, fine. I'm on the clock. Yeah. I'm going to go with Cody. Interesting. I'll take Gato. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, but he made Jay White the champion. He gets. I think he's gone downhill. Um, I'm going to take Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, I do know. He's great. This is this is this is a, a shot in the dark, but I'll do it anyways. Paul Heyman. That's really good, actually. Well, I know uh, he he has a reputation not exactly working well with people in the creative capacity, but I feel like he's mellow. You're gonna have a killer three months. Oh, it's gonna be creative. great. It's gonna yeah, be three great. months. Are it's just gonna be great. Creative. Um, I'm going to take. Uh, oh man, I think this would be great. I think that he's gonna have a ton of great ideas. Yeah. That and there'll be like a ton of them, and like three of them will be killer. Oh, you can take Vince Russo, aren't you? I'll take Vince Russo. Oh gosh, man, I already won. I dude, I'm sorry. Did he not write your favorite pay-per-view of all time? You know, a broken clock. Hang your head in shame. Broken clock is right twice a day. Besmirching his name. Um, I believe his name's Ryan Ward, the guy who used to be the head writer of NXT that was for a while one of the the top writers on SmackDown. Is that his name? I think he did the Mixed Match Challenge stuff. Yeah, I'm going to take him. That's a good good pick right there. there. Fourth pick for you. All right, I'm going to take... I'm on the clock. Uh, I will take, um, I'm going to, I'm, this is, this is outside the box here. All right. Right now. I like that. All right. The voice of reason in the current modern wrestling landscape, a guy who has via his podcasts interviewed the keenest minds Mm. in the wrestling industry. I'm going to go with Conrad. Oh, I think Conrad Thompson would be a terrific wrestling mind yeah he questions the the the, you know the the mistakes and and weird decisions of wrestling past such as why did they bring hogan back at wrestlemania yeah yes and he he, he, he's unrelenting too he wants to get the bomb of things he answers he asks the hard questions so uh this might very well sabotage my draft but i think i need to add a a bit of a wild card to my writing staff it's gonna be vince no it's gonna be vampiro (laughs) yes that's awesome. Oh, wow. I think you won with that pick. You get two more. Okay. Uh, let's see here. 
Oh man. <laughs> oh. Uh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna go with A. Kevin Sullivan. Oh. Well, then hold on, hold on. I get a pick. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm gonna take Super Dragon. Oh, that's good. PWG. Guy. The creative mind behind PWG. Oh, and here we go. This is it. Man, this, I this, won. This, look at this. This is like my NBA dream team from the other day. Bully Ray. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Enzo's coming in. Allure. Exile. Allure getting Allure. pushed. Allure pushed to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What a recipe for disaster. Yeah, man. You got stomped in this draft. I, I like three of my names. Cody, Rodog, and Conrad. That's yeah, those my, are good. That's my brainchild. Kevin Sullivan, he is a whiz at TV production these yes, days. Yes, my understanding. So I'm going to keep him, and I'm going to fire... On my first day, Vince Russo and Bully Ray. All right, who are you going to replace him and with? And then nobody. That's my brain trust. Oh, I, don't right. need, well, I don't need a million cooks in the kitchen, man. Cody, Road Dog, Conrad Thompson, and Kevin Sullivan. Oh, wait, man. Triple H, we're seeing Gato, Paul Heyman, Ryan Ward, Vampiro, and Super Dragon. Dude, get out of here. Again, this is what you always do wrong. You're always wrong. This is what you do. Your first three names all need the ball. They all need the ball. Yeah. You think Triple H is going to listen to it? No, man. Oh, yeah, man. He's going to listen to Gato. Look at the, the, the success he's had in New Paul Japan. Paul is going to be gone quickly. That's fine. I know that. I know that's a rental. I know that's a rental. Gato's really good, though. I know I know, I know. know Paul Heyman. He's just to be there for three months. Yeah. And then he's off. He'll he'll sign with another team in free agency. I yeah. understand that completely. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Because those three months will be great. Oh, man. All right. Sounds good. I and see, I'll Ryan Ward used, used to work in under Triple H. That'll work. Maybe yeah. Super Dragon will be there just to help book the matches. Yeah, like the actual quality of the matches because yeah. you know PWG the best, mm -hmm. the best, the best. Absolutely, Vampiro. I'm not sure, but it's gonna be something. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna fire everybody now except for I'm gonna bring back Vince Russo and, and Conan and <laughs> Ray. Oh, and Conan. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dream team. There you Vince go. Russo. Oh, and of course. Jim Cornette. Gosh. Man, fist this. fight's breaking out in the writer's room between Cornette and Russo. Yeah, I'm just going to fire everybody but Vince Russo and Jim Cornette. That's a, that's a dream team No, your right company's going to implode in the first week. In the end, I'll just have me, and that's all I need. Oh, there man. you go. That's all I need. Be w, Steve W. I'll text you and be like, hey, uh, how do you think I should book this? Ask Tri hey, can you ask Paul how I should book this? Can you add trips uh, how I should book this? Yeah. Anyways, thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to be part of Mad Chat, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.